Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Summer's Eve On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns to stare Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office. Printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and it can be doing it for you right now at Digitex. We play that song because in the next half hour, we're going to hook up with Rob Simpson. He is from the NHL uh, Network Radio, and he's the author of No Heavy Lifting, Globetrotting Adventures of a Sports Media Guy, and one of the chapters in his book is called The Gambler. So we paid homage to Kenny Rogers and to Rob there. Some guests on our show received get certificates to Japanese Village, Don and the staff at Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown south side and north side as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. they got Blood, Sweat and Tears with Bull Bice June 29th and Nazareth August 10th. Tickets to Ticketmaster.ca. Rob Simpson, by the way, has quite the sense of humor from the NHL Network. He is also known as being the president of Donald Trump's fan club. Rob, welcome <laughs> to our show. How are you doing? All right. Now, Bob, I know you had too many martinis for lunch. Oh, yeah. There's, there's Caesars out here. Really spicy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I know on Twitter I get a chuckle once in a while with uh, <laughs> some of the stuff that you put out there. That yeah, is... I, try, I try not to. I can't really do anything too overboard politically because, you know, fans come from all walks yes. of life and all uh, opinions, so we, I pretty much steer clear unless it's just too humorous to pass up. Well, these days, Instagram and Twitter seem to be getting people in a whole lot of trouble, so you got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, I, and I am of the same belief. It's funny how in radio it can kind of disappear fairly quickly, uh, mm-hmm. but given uh, Canada-U.S. Uh, relations these days, and they shouldn't be where they're at, but they are. Uh, there might be a little bit more latitude in that regard. We should explain to our listeners. So you do a show on the NHL uh, on NHL Network Radio, but where, where are you? Where, where are you from originally? Uh, and, and sort of, how did you develop this uh, this passion for hockey? Of which you are a guest, have been a guest many times, by the way. So yes. This is a bit of a bit of a role reversal. Um, I'm originally from Michigan. Uh, grew up on the Canadian border. I'm now dual. Um, I have. I grew up, you know, watching hockey night in Canada since I was five. Literally skating on a pond with my two older brothers. Wednesday night leaps. Saturday night hockey night in Canada. Relatives in Ottawa, Vancouver, and Calgary. Um, so it was kind of destiny that I would end up here. But the entire family played hockey since uh, the, the mid-late 60s, all three boys. And uh, that's kind of where it's been. And uh, been in the biz 35, 40 years and, and, uh, since I was a teenager, and much of it hockey. Jeez, I didn't think you were 60. 
<laughs> That's the thing. No, I started. I went to my first covered my first Pistons game when I was fifteen, and my first Red Wings game when I was sixteen. So we're going back to when are we? Are we talking about the Jacques Demers, Bob Probert, uh, uh, you know, Steve Eisenman Red Wings that you know got in a little bit of trouble at Goose Looney's back in the day at Edmonton, circa nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, right around that time. We are talking earlier than that. We're talking the sixteen and sixty six. Detroit Pistons with Dick Vitale as the head coach. Wow. And we are talking about the Wayne Maxner coached Wayne Detroit Maxner. Red Wings. And I remember this was before, was it just before or just after Nick Polano? Just before Nick Polano and a couple of years before Stevie Y was drafted. And I remember the goalie, Karato Mikolev, getting audio from him in the dressing room after he claimed that Stan Schmiel of the Canucks had spit on him. That's what I remember. One thing about Stan, uh, he didn't have to spit because he could back it up. And uh, he was was, uh, the steamer out of uh, northern Alberta, St. Paul, Harvey and Stan Smeal, both from uh, that mm-hmm. neck of wood. So, uh, Eisenman, of course, the fourth overall pick in 1983, which uh, we remind Brian Lawton of once in a while. Uh, we're joined by Rob Simpson. <laughs> the book, No Heavy Lifting, Globetrotting Adventures of a Sports Media Guy. You have, uh, you have had some interesting experiences with the likes of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Zinan Ochara, Joe Thornton, um, Steve Montador, Ken Dryden. We had Ken Dryden on the show a couple months ago. Uh, a lot of his book had to do with the passing of Steve Montador. So, money educator listeners, uh, we'll start, uh, you know, with a humanitarian trip to the Serengeti with Steve Montador and maybe somebody else that Oilers fans might know. Yeah, uh, Steve Montador and Andrew Ferentz in 2007 with uh, Right to Play, which some people may have heard of, the humanitarian organization that teaches kids basically life lessons through sport, brings them out uh, with athletic uh, events, not so much competitions, but just gets them active and then teaches them other things. Um, Had a really just an incredible trip with Monty and uh, Andrew and, uh, you know, kind of felt that that's where... Monty's life was headed. He he was really touched by it. He was he was super impressed and was very active with Right to Play for a while. And then, as we know, um, not so long ago, just a few years back, I think it's been three years now, uh, he passed away. Um, uh, a lot of things going on there. I, I get into the concussion issue. I, I don't. I, I understand where Ken Dryden is coming from. Yes, I've heard Ken do some radio shows. I dis- disagree with a lot of what he said. You're not the only. Um, we have to understand the culture of the games. I, I kind of get into that that way. So it, I don't dwell on it. I mean, I tell uh, it, it's more about Monty in Africa, and then it turns. There's a few pages at the back end of the chapter that kind of suddenly say, "Well, I, I thought Monty would have a lot more of this in his life, and then suddenly he's dead." And we get into a little bit why, and I get into my argument about the concussions and the and and you know his life and all that good stuff and it's probably not what people think it's going to be and it's definitely not what Ken Dryden said Well, so. it's, it's interesting you bring that up Rob because uh, the Oilers concussion specialist is a guy named Dr. Marty Morazic who I've known for years and he did his post-grad at, uh, at Georgia and we even went down there to when Atlanta was still in the league uh, the first year I did color for the Oilers and uh, you know I went and saw Auburn play uh, Georgia just before Cam Newton was there at Sanford Stadium and Suffice to say that a lot of the guys that are actual concussion specialists are not philosophically aligned with Ken Dryden on on the very topic. So there, uh, yeah, there there's I different perspectives out there, different perspectives for sure. By the way, was George LaRock not supposed to initially go on that trip with uh, sure. Ferrets? 
George Larock was scheduled to go and backed out. He had, a, I don't, you know, I don't know the details, right. but a, a training injury, and uh, Monty jumped in uh, both feet, kind of towards the last minute. I, I believe he had a passport, but no arrangements had really been made. And what, and what's really impressive about it too is he kind of in the last couple of weeks figured it out. And then, I mean, they get off the plane overnight from London. You know, you're traveling south of the equator on the east coast of Africa, east East Africa, and. They hit the ground running. I mean, we were we were getting after it from from the get go, and it was a, it was an amazing week. Uh, the book again, no heavy lifting, globe trotting adventures of a sports media guy by Rob Simpson from the NHL Network. This would be a terrific item uh, for somebody for Father's Day. Big Z on the mountain, uh, Zdeno Chara. I just saw uh, Big Z. I- chatted with him for about 45 minutes on Sunday in Boston. Uh, we, I was in town for a wedding, so I arranged to say hello to him. We've kind of, we've stayed as acquaintances and kept in touch and talked hockey and life and business and families and, you know, future adventures maybe. And, uh, didn't really get into this again. He, he, <laughs> he gets a little, uh, he's a little sensitive to a couple things about the story, but it is what it is. Um, we, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro the following year also for right to play. Um, they were shooting a documentary for the NHL Network. I was kind of shooting my own version for the NHL Network and also for Nesson. And um, it was unbelievable. And it just basically tells the story from start to finish about kind of the personal anguish and it's sometimes it's certain moments the personal hell that each guy kind of goes through whether it's symptoms from altitude. You eventually end up at 19,400 ish feet if you make it to the peak. Two of the five of us made it to the very tip top. Three of the five of us got to the crater rim and turned around. I won't tell you which two made it and which three didn't. But um, well, I'll tell you I made it. But I won't tell you who the other one was and who the other three were. But uh, it, it's just a, it was just an unbelievable experience. He's an unbelievable guy off the ice as an individual and also talking about some of the work he did with Right to Play before we made this mountain trek. He's just a pretty remarkable guy. And the story is... Uh, it's it's painful to relive, satisfying to relive, and a lot and just a lot of fun. Rob Simpson joining us right now from the NHL Network. Rob, tell us about the Italian job and your experience in Torino in 2006, because people are going to think, well, did somebody get screwed here? Is this like World Cup of Soccer in 2002 when there were some shenanigans going on that maybe favored one of the Asian teams in that event? So what exactly is the Italian job? Well, the Italian job was more just the, the, my lone real um, Olympic adventure. This is probably one of the more most straightforward chapters in terms of telling some. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff from the Olympics, and also we get into uh, as a as a jump across. We get into the whole Joe Thornton trade. So there's a lot of Bruins background and the background on the Joe Thornton trade and some of the things behind the scenes around that first lockout. Um, because it ties in, because he was there, and there were a couple other Bruins there as well. But it's, there's just a lot, some behind-the-scenes television. It's, it was not a good year for Canada. It was not a good year for the United States. We get into that a little bit. Um, and then there's just a really cool um, kind of underlying current to the whole thing at those Olympics in Torino in 2006 with a particular player who just goes above and beyond proving what good guys hockey players are and it ends um delightfully uh and almost to me somewhat unbelievably and emotionally because of just how cool this guy was can we say who the guy is or do people have to read 
No, they can. They, <laughs> no, they don't have to. Uh, you can you can say who the guy was. He was a. Um, here, I'll, I'll quit. Well, you re- you read it, so but I'll quiz you anyway. No, it, no, no, it, no. It, you just go ahead and bring it. A very fine two-way forward from Sweden for uh, from the uh, from the Boston Bruins. That's that's a, that's what I'll tell you. Well, there's a lot of good guys. From, you know what they say? You never go wrong with a guy from a place from the letter S, Saskatchewan or Sweden. There you go. Hey, that's a, I like that. I got I think I got to use that. Agents will tell you that. Uh, the gambler. That bookie ever uh, the, did the bookie ever pay you? Uh, no, he never did. He never way, it's it's uh, it's it's PJ Axelson is the uh, yes. is the player. So. Yes. Um, he never did play. He never did pay me, and I haven't gambled since. There you go. So the gam- gambler is a. Uh, if, if anybody's gambled, it, and it, even if you haven't, it explains you. It explains to you how it all works. Uh huh. It's pretty timely at the moment because you know now the United States is legalizing it in fifty states, or it's going to legalize it in fifty states. They're jumping on board already. Delaware's already done it. Um, and it basically kind of explains how it all works, and it's all been, for the most part, illegal up until now, and will continue to be so for a while. And it's uh, the uh, really, you know what, uh, shuddy story of me basically losing about a hundred grand over a decade. That's all, eh? That's it. Yeah. No, I mean that's all you lost was a hundred thousand over a decade. Yeah, that's about it. That's all <laughs> yeah. I needed to lose. Well, that's yeah, a lot of fun. That's it a lot happened. for a broadcaster. Maybe not so much for a player. Rob yeah, Simpson it happened, happened happened gradually. It wasn't like pulling off a band aid. So right. that's why I let it go on for so long. Well, uh, there's lots of people that have been down that path before. Rob Simpson joining us. No heavy lifting. Globe trotting adventures of a sports media guy. Hey, how much do you enjoy doing the show on the NHL Network? Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, every morning, Monday through Friday, with. Uh, with um, Gord Stelic, and we're both low maintenance, low ego, bus bus chops a lot, but doesn't bother us at all, and and uh, we get along, and we get along with everyone else, so it's it's real nice that way. I'll tell you the one thing, that, you know, I host a show called Oilers Now, right? Year round, you know that, and. Yep. Uh, not surprisingly, it's a whole lot of Oilers. And there's been times over the last several years, I mean, the team's only made the playoffs once in the last 12 years. You can envision how that goes. I think one of the things that would intrigue me is the opportunity, even though, you know, like you guys are based in Toronto and all those other things, it's not, I don't find the NHL Network, when I listen to it, it, it especially during your show, to be that Eastern-centric. It really does have a global view of the league. Uh, yeah, there is no question about it. We joke about it um, that we all have we have to love all thirty one ch- uh, children equally. Um, Gord, it's it's a little it's pretty clear. Gord's a Toronto guy. He's a Maple Leafs guy. Right. He, he's ha- you know he was the former general manager, so his interest definitely lies more so with the blue and white. Where I am, I'm more the guy that's um, you know in charge of just kind of blanketing the coverage and and equal e- you know it's all equal across the board. I don't really have much of a preference. There's a soft spot for the Detroit Red Wings because it was my childhood team. Right. And I have written a book about them, but I wrote a book about the Boston Bruins too and worked for them for a while. So, um, but I, I, I do appreciate all the, you know, where every team is coming from. Well, you know what we say in Western Canada when it comes to Toronto? How do you oh, I can imagine. How do you change a light bulb in Toronto? You hold it there and have the rest of Canada revolve around it. So there you go. I think you, I think you told me that one once before. I might have used that once on the show. Again, the book, No Heavy Lifting, a Globetrotting Adventures of a Sports Media Guy. It's an interesting read. Uh, 
I recall when George bailed on that uh, trip with you guys because I may have been uh, working out at the same gym at that time. You never know who you'd come across. Yes, you never know who yeah. you'd come. That, that's when I actually worked out. Uh, I, I'm the uh, before photo uh, for the folks over at Body by Bennett. Uh, so, well, well it's, a, it's a little bit of a how-to book too, Bob, because there's there's adventures in here like skydiving and uh, running a marathon. I'm I'm not built for that. I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a team sport body, uh, but six six two thirty five. But I ended up pushing my way through to do the New York City Marathon. So there's there's kind of weird stories about... You've gutted something. your way through a lot. That's what's, yeah. that's what's yeah. intriguing. It's, it's a cool... Non-typical. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool book. Uh, again, for folks out there, uh, if you're looking for something a little bit different, not your typical sort of hockey-style book, uh, Rob Simpson's No Heavy Lifting, Globetrotting Adventures of a Sports Media Guy. And Rob, we won't hold it against you that you're super tight with Jack Michaels either. <laughs> All Jackie Michaels, both in the... Uh, both in the West Coast Hockey League at one point, what we used to call the Western Cocktail Holiday League, Bob, the WCHL. Now, did, Ter- did Terry Ryan, because I used to have ter- Trainwreck Tuesdays on the other uh, station, uh, did Terry Ryan not wrote, write a infamous uh, poem that made its way into Maxim Magazine out of the WCHL back in the day? I Terry, I, you know, I'm trying to remember if he actually if he ended up making it. I don't remember the poem. Um... I, I think he got. I, I think he played for. Actually, might have been for um, Jack's team. May have now been. I think about it. If he was there, it was Colorado, and if he he, he might have come through Idaho, but it was after I was gone. I, I left in two thousand, but I, I'm pretty sure Colorado and Idaho ring a bell. And it might have been when Jack was still there. I can't remember. Great stuff, Rob. We got to do this again. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. Bob, I appreciate it. Take, Take care. You bet. That is Rob Simpson. No heavy lifting, globe-trotting adventures of a sports media guy. That's the book. The forward, by the way, uh, is from John Shannon, who uh, joins us every Monday here on Oilers Now. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. We'll take a quick timeout. It's 124 in Edmonton. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Every day Summer of 78 or 79. You're wondering why I'm playing that. This text... 80. 80? This text comes in from the Chiseler, a.k.a. a voice from the past. He says, Bob, I'm pulling off the bandage. I'm tougher than Brendan Ulrich. I love Goose Looney circa 1987-88. That comes to us from the Chiseler. He adds, let's get serious here. Everybody checks your ego at the door. Um... Never open up with Caps News again, says the Chiseler, who's now based in Vegas. And for the record, Germany prevails in the World Cup, so I agree with Brendan on that front. 
And Bob, is it true you're still the president of the Jensen Interceptor fan club? That one comes to us from the Chisler. Nice work, Brendan, having that song ready. That is Tiny Things. 1980 that came out? Believe it or not, uh, on this very radio station, I'm pretty sure that was the number one song. 1980. I'm thinking maybe May, June of 1980. Oh, it's only 38 years ago. 128 at Edmonton. Bill LaForge, the new general manager of the Everett Silvertips of the Western Hockey League. Yes, from that LaForge family. When we come back in orders now after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.